Faces and welcome to episode 46 of Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. While talking about them ghosties. And other foxy foxy shit. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to laugh there. Today we're going to light some candles, gather around a table, and Paige will try to contact the famous Fox Sisters. That's right. But first, we have to focus our minds and our bodies with a nice foxtail. Don't you mean, oh, I see what you did there. Okay, okay, Paige, I see you. Yeah, you get it right. Cocktail, foxtail. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Yum, yum. What are you drinking, Lisa? What's your foxtail for tonight? My foxtail is I have a, I've discovered the limoncello LaCroix or LaCroix, however you want to say it. And Ooh. they're so much better than just the plain lemon. The limoncello ones taste like a lemon pound cake without the sweetness, but they have that like cakey taste to it. At least I think so. So I have one of those and I poured in actual limoncello liqueur or liquor, <gasps> whatever limoncello actually is. So I got double limoncello drink. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. I love limoncello. Do you really? I, I This is my first time having it. It's nice though. Oh, really? I, mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't have it at all until me and my friend went to Rome in 2019. And at the restaurant where we were eating, he was like, at the end of it, we'd been teasing our waiter a lot during mm-hmm. the whole time, just like we were getting drunk and flirting. Oh. And he, <laughs> I mean, we both had boyfriends. We weren't doing anything. <laughs> but um, at the end of it, he liked, he liked the banter. And he's like, here, let's all have a shot together. And he poured out three limoncello shots. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, cool. I didn't think you would shoot that. Do you, you shoot it? We did. It was, or y'all shot it. We did. I mean, he did, too. So I assume that's a method of drinking it. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's going down your throat, so then it's pretty yeah. much a method of drinking it. Giggity. Yeah. <laughs> We did swallow, so (laughs) giggity uh, also. All right. (laughs) Paige, what are you drinking? My foxtail for the evening is uh, one I've had before quite recently. It is a peppermint schnapps with coffee. Oh, that's right. You had that during our Blonde Bitch of Auschwitz episode, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got peppermint schnapps because I was like, Germans like schnapps. Who doesn't like a good schnapp? Hell yeah. Schnapps are great, I guess. I Now I know that schnapps are great. I don't think I've had them before, but yes, it is very tasty. I, I Peppermint coffee. I, I thought I had a cool name for it, but I can't remember now. I don't think you did, but I think it was just a pep, like a peppermint mocha boozy drink. Yes, peppermint. That's right. I, I called it a peppermint mocha, even though this time I don't have any chocolate in there. It's just peppermint coffee. It's so good, though. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Nice and nice. Yeah, it's uh, the peppermint schnapps mellows me out and the coffee hypes me up. So I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I feel ya. I feel ya. So yeah, let's get into some Fox Sisters. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm ready too. Let's do it. And you know what, guys? As we're getting into this, it's basically our one-year anniversary, or it has been this month. Yeah, one year to near death dolls, and I think we're circling back, aren't we? Yes, we are. That's Yep, the Fox Sisters is a nice circle back to our first episode, the Ouija board. The Ouija board! Hell yeah, that was a fun episode, and we're going to try to have fun this time, too. 
A year later. Yeah. <laughs> a year later. Can you believe it? No. I fucking can't believe it, but it's great. It, I love it. And if you've been listening since, well, ever, I don't <laughs> care when you started, thank you for being our, a listener of Near Death Dolls, and hopefully you're enjoying it still. Yes, I am very appreciative of all you guys. If you're listening to this, thank you for being here. Like Lisa said, whether you've been here a year or not, we've got all our backlog episodes. You could go back and listen and pretend like you have. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back to episode one, you're going to be like, oh, the audio is crap. We've definitely fixed a lot of our audio issues since then. But yeah, just yeah. know that our first episode is a little bit audio challenge. Challenge. There you go. That's a good word for it. <laughs> But yeah, so in that first episode when we were talking about Ouija, we also talked a little bit about spiritualism that led to the Ouija board. We did. And what the, the Fox sisters are frequently described as having kicked off the spiritualism movement. Kicked their fox out. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I'm cut, so cutting that out. That's fucked up weird. <laughs> we're trying Kick with these fox, fox puns. <laughs> we're trying. They're not not working. Yep, so the Fox sisters, I mean, you know, what they didn't actually like sit around and decide to build a whole spiritualist religious movement, but the fact that they were so popular, it inspired people to, you know, start the spiritualist movement and want to be mediums and contact the dead and things like that. That's so strange because I, I don't think of that time period being anything but like hard religious, but would you say spiritualism was a, a religion or like a practice? I would say, well, um, it was thought of as a religion and there's still churches around. I've been to one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a religion, but it's not a Christian religion. And it's not like anything else. It's not It's not okay. like they have a deity that they worship. I think the one that I went to, I'm not sure if this is true of all spiritualist churches or gatherings. The one I went to did have, I believe they worshipped a lot of different, of like not worship, but they were bringing in different practices from like Buddhism and Christianity and things like that. So it's kind of a mishmash. Okay. A lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you at that. I think of that time as being heavily Christian and mm -hmm. um, kind of strictly so. But um, the spiritualist movement came out of a time period when there was a lot of different religions getting kicked off the ground. Most of them were Christian related though. Oh, okay. like Mormonism, for instance. Mormonism came out of New York <clears throat> around the same time as spiritualism, which also came out of New York. Look at New York. If you're in New York, you're just a trendsetter, aren't you? That's right, trendsetters. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the spiritualist trend, yeah, got started by the Fox sisters. So I guess they're trendsetters. They're the Kardashians of their time. Oh, don't say that. That's disgusting. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they truly were like the Kardashians, which I guess I could imagine it, but I'll have to know more about them in particular. You know what? They might be a little bit, but it was because they were young. But we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. So how did it start, the Fox sisters? Well, I think their mom and daddy had a baby. Yes, their mom and daddy <laughs> had lots of babies. We're only going to talk about three of those babies. Okay. There are namely Leah, Maggie, and Kate. I like all those names. I love Maggie. I do too. I don't know why I like the name Maggie so much. I just really love Maggie. Yeah, I like Leah as well. It's just cute names. Yeah, very cute. And these are the Fox sisters. The two that we'll be concentrating on are Maggie and Kate. Leah's the older one. Is she the ugly one too? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's the bitch. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Uh, so how did it start? Well, Kate and Maggie, the two 
like I said, the two younger ones of the sisters. They lived in Hydesville, New York, and on March 31st, 1848, Kate and Maggie told their neighbors to come over that night because they've been hearing strange noises in their room, and they wanted the neighbors to come over to hear it as well. So they did. On March 31st, the neighbors came over to figure out what was going on. Now, at this time, Kate was 11 and Maggie was 14. Okay, Kate's 11, Maggie's 14. So Maggie's the older of those two. Yes. And then Leah's the oldest. Leah's the oldest. At this time, she was around 30. (gasps) Wow, that's a big age gap. Yes. Now, I I am not sure, but I think there are some in between. It's not, uh, um, I think they have a lot of kids and Leah just happened to be the oldest and I believe... Kate was the youngest, but I'm not sure on that. There's not a lot of information on the rest of the siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, But Kate and Maggie told their mom as well. So their mom and their neighbors all gathered into Kate and Maggie's bedroom and it was around midnight. So if you imagine this, Kate stands up and asks the spirit of their room to copy the sound of her snapping her fingers. What? So she snapped her fingers and to the amazement of the neighbors and the mother Margaret, there was an echoing snapping sound that copied it like just echoing around the room that's creepy yes yes and so the neighbors and mother margaret was just like what the fuck maybe they didn't say that specifically but (laughs) no i'd like to think they did yeah i'd hope so i mean it's shocking enough it's like what the Mm. fuck just happened is there a ghost in here (laughs) (laughs) so they started asking questions they were like well this is awesome. Can you count to 10? And the spirit did the snapping noise 10 times on cue. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. They asked, can you count to 30? Same thing. So the spirit was very interactive using these snapping sounds. I'm glad you used the word interactive rather than intelligent. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't. Just because I'm like, okay, okay. It can count. interactive was good. Yeah. Okay, it can count to 30 at least. Yeah, at least it can count and it can respond (laughs) to questions, I suppose. But, um, and actually it did respond to questions. So that first night it was just like kind of counting. But it became a local phenomenon. The neighbors left that night and told people in the neighborhood and everybody wanted a piece of this action. They wanted to see it for themselves. Over the next few days, a system was developed so that the spirit could answer questions. And this ties back into our Ouija board episode. If you remember, Lisa, there was a point where we talked about table turning. Yes. Yes. And how the person asking the question had to read out every letter of the alphabet. I do remember that. That (laughs) seemed really terribly (laughs) slow. It seems like it takes a very long time. And that's how they did it too, is they would read out letters of the alphabet. And then once they hit the letter that the ghost wanted, so let's say A, B, C, D, and then they heard a snapping sound, they would know that D is the first letter of whatever statement the spirit's trying to make. Could you imagine trying to spell out something with like a lot of letters and it's all at the end of the alphabet? No, it takes so long. I would hate that. I'd be like, okay, let's uh, speed this up a little bit. (laughs) Can you abbreviate, please? Yeah, exactly. TLDR. (laughs) (laughs) TLDR. (laughs) Or listen, I guess, (laughs) instead of read. But yeah, so it feels like it would take a long time, but I guess they didn't have Netflix. So what else are they supposed to do? true now that would be for if the spirit was answering a question that's not a yes or no question Mm -hmm. if it's a yes or no question it was very simple it was two snaps for yes i'm sorry uh yeah two snaps for yes one snap for no okay and using this method the family and the neighbors asked the spirit how it had died 
the spirit that's in their room. Oh, what did it say? It turns out that the spirit had been a peddler, like a, a street salesman, not a door to door, door to door. Okay. The person had been lured into the house as a peddler and got killed in that house that they were living in right now. Oh, that's creepy. And they buried this peddler in the basement and that's why it was still there haunting the house oh shit it was in the basement really <laughs> buried yeah buried in the in the cellar so uh <laughs> that's they did they go out. find it they did not go find it themselves but later on in 1904 so a long time later this happened in 1848 with okay. kate and maggie much later in 1904 Kind of accidentally, various bone fragments were found in the cellar of that same house. Oh, shit. So, you know, maybe they were onto something. Peddler bones. Yeah, peddler bones. And it was kind of behind a false wall, so it's even creepier. What? But yeah, that's in 1904. They, the Fox sisters never got to hear about that. But what did happen to them after this was... So, word had been spreading around town that the Fox sisters were able to communicate with spirits or at least one spirit at this point, mm -hmm. the pastor at their church heard about this, and he was not uh -oh. happy. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he asked the family, the whole family, not to come back to church because of it. Because they were talking to a ghost? Yes, yes. Apparently talking to spirits is of the devil. Well, I mean, that's what I've heard, but this seems to be like a, a cool, the cool thing in the yeah. whatever time this is, the... 1840s not yet or it's about to be oh, the cool yet. thing this is oh, what makes okay. it the cool thing yeah that's yeah. right okay that you're right okay so no no going back to church I've, yeah i'd feel like you'd need church a lot more <laughs> yeah you would think the pastor would be like i need to help y'all but no he's like no you're not allowed in my church and that embarrassed the parents i'm you know they did not like that they were like oh shit we've called down the wrath of god upon us and our household or at least the wrath of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who might think he's God. <laughs> he works for him. He does. He's like uh, the assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> assistant to the regional deity. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and so, yeah, speaking from him, he said, you can't come back to church. And the parents were like, oh, shit. Well, we got to leave town. So they sold their house and sent Maggie and Kate to go live with their sister, Leah. That, like I said, she Leah was 30 at the time. We are going to be referring to her as Leah the bitch from here on out. Uh-oh, Leah the bitch. Leah the bitch. And you'll Sounds see. Sounds too close to Lisa the bitch. I don't know if I like that. Lisa's not a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I can be if I need to be. And that's okay. That's fine. We all have that little button we can push. But Leah's a bitch because she started taking advantage of her sisters. Yeah. Well, not sexually, but. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, she heard about this from the family, obviously. Like, she knew what was going on with the two sisters. Right. She saw an opportunity to make money. Of course. There's always going to be someone to exploit you. Yes. So that's exactly what she's doing. She's going to start exploiting her little sisters who are barely teenagers at this time. Right. And apparently, I think Leah was broke. I saw some rumors that she had been abandoned by her husband. Her husband wasn't around anymore, and the rumors were that he abandoned her and took all their money. Yeah, that would make me a bitter bitch, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too mad at her for trying to get some money back, but... That's the wrong way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what why, why it's wrong. But in order to reclaim some of that cash... Leah started bringing her sisters around as parlor tricks to different, like, rich families. 
they did the same trick, the snapping trick and having people ask questions. The spirit would respond through snapping. Maggie and Kate gained some traction with these local families. Everyone loved them. They thought this was really interesting and, you know, spooky. And they, of course, had people that they wanted to talk to on the other side. So that it gained popularity. Maggie and Kate got their first major performance because of this, because one of the rich families was like, ooh, we got to share this with the world, or at least with more of New York. So they, they set up Maggie and Kate in a large auditorium in Rochester, New York, for a performance. Oh, gosh, she's getting them to perform already. Like stage perform. Stage performance for 400 people. So it was quite a bit of people. And the girls sat on stage and, you know, using their ability to contact spirits, people in the audience were able to ask questions and the spirit would respond with the snapping sounds. Now, because of this kind of being a new phenomenon, I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be some skeptics, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I'm over here. I'm skeptical. Right. I mean, it's better to be skeptical off the bat than to start trusting whoever walks by. So what happened is there's some skeptics in the audience. There was plenty of people in the audience who were blown away and totally down for this and thought the Fox sisters were amazing. There were some skeptics, though. And to appease these skeptics, after the show... Still in the auditorium, the girls went into a private room where several women came from the audience, only women, Mm -hmm. and started looking through the girls' clothing, like, you know, pulling their clothes off to see if they had anything that would produce those sounds. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, excuse you. (laughs) Right? Like, that is my business, okay? Down, what's underneath (laughs) there? (laughs) That's not for you. (laughs) I was about to say, like, uh, did they approve of this? Were they like, yeah, sure, come back. You can search my clothes. I don't care. Maggie and Kate, I don't know. They were pretty young at the time. It's really hard to... They'd probably been told that they had to do it and they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. But Leah, for sure, was like, yeah, please, come on back. Satisfy yourself. Make sure you know that they are genuine. <laughs> they are legit. Too legit. Too quit. So the council did it. They checked up under the girls' clothes and they didn't find anything that would, you know... There was no tricks going on. Mm -hmm. The performance was a huge success because of it. They were like, wow. I mean, some of the skeptics were still like, okay, but I'm sure they're they're not telling the truth Mm -hmm. somehow. There's something going on. But for the most part, it was a success and they were able to continue performing. Now, by 1850, that first night was 1848, March 1848. The very next day, it was a different year? No. March 1848 (laughs) was when they were like doing their neighbor thing with the neighbors and the mom watching. So a couple years later, anyway, by 1850, Kate and Maggie were holding seances for hundreds of people on the road. So they were going to different states and, you know, they were very popular. They're traveling with their little snappy friend, Snappy. Yeah, Snappy. Oh, and you remember in our first ep- in, uh, Ouija ep- episode, they called him Mr. Splitfoot. Splitfoot. I remember that because I thought that was very weird. Yes, yes. And it supposedly is like another term for the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see local church being like, um, you're hanging out with the devil? Maybe don't come back here. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, come on, Kate and Maggie, you're not very good at promoting yourselves if you're calling him Mr. Splitfoot. But I guess it worked. It definitely worked. For everybody but the pastor. But yeah, so they uh, were traveling around doing their big shows. Leah was the manager. Oh gosh, it's like having a stage mom, but a 
stage sister. Yes, exactly. Like a momager, but a sisterger. A sisterger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leah, the sisterger. Well, she took a huge cut of their money because, of course, she's the manager. She can do whatever she wants. Right. And she's also, at this point, basically, she's their guardian. Yeah. So she's completely in control. Mm -hmm. She insisted that Maggie had to drop out of school. She couldn't go to school. Okay, how, uh, this sounds terrible, but I'm like, how important was school back then for a girl anyway? <laughs> I mean, I, I know that sounds really bad, and I don't mean it that way, but I mean, for the time, like, were girls really expected to stay in school until they were 18 and go to, like, a university or anything? Or were they supposed to be, like, home-taught? They could. Um, yeah, they could go to school. I guess it also depended on your social status. Uh, that's true. You know, like, you could go to school or you could stay home and learn a trade or something. Right. But um, girls could go to school and Kate got to go to school, mm -hmm. but Maggie couldn't. Which one was the older one? Maggie or Kate? Maggie. Yeah, Maggie was the older one. Okay, so she had to drop out, but Kate got to go or... Huh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So, and the reasoning behind this apparently was that Leah, at least, thought that Maggie was the more gifted of the two oh. as far as mediumship. Oh, okay. So, Kate was like, uh, you're not so good at this. Go to school. <laughs> Maggie's going to stay home and keep being a medium. <laughs> but it actually backfired a little bit. In one seance, Maggie was either asked to or she decided to summon the spirit of Benjamin Franklin. Oh, gosh. It's for a school project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The principal is like, hey, bring Benjamin Franklin. We want to see what he has to say. <laughs> I am guaranteed to get an A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put him at the front of the, the class <laughs> as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so when Maggie tried to summon Benjamin Franklin and was trying to relay his message. Because at, at some point, they kind of moved away from the snapping sounds. They started doing other types of mediumship, like table turning and, yeah. you know, um, spirit writing and things like that. Um, so when she was relaying the message from Ben Franklin, one of the attendees was like, I didn't know that Benjamin Franklin had such bad grammar. Oh, damn. <laughs> I know, right? Burn. <laughs> and Maggie, in response, she got really embarrassed and upset. And she left the table and said, you know, I've never understood grammar. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure whoever was there was like, okay, I'm a little skeptical at this point of how... <laughs> Crap. of how don't let this the, get out are they actually talking yeah exactly exactly so Lee, it backfired for sure leah probably was like fuck i should have let her go to school yeah <laughs> but nevertheless it's it didn't uh, drag them down really it was still their heyday they were still making lots of money and doing a lot of shows um and it's likely that even as minors, the two girls started drinking at the parties that they would attend. Well, I mean, don't all young celebrities start doing their drugs and alcohol pretty early? Yes. The Fox sisters are very Daniel Radcliffe at this point. <laughs> Wait, what? What's going on with Daniel Radcliffe that I don't know about? Well, nothing now, but back when he was doing the Harry Potter movies, he was drinking pretty heavily. Like, I would say maybe fifth and sixth movie was when it was the worst, or maybe by the sixth he'd already given up alcohol, something like that. Jeez. Okay. I did not know this. Yeah, pretty crazy. I think he's still sober. 
from that. But um, <laughs> the Fox sisters did the same thing. They started, they were going to these rich parties. And I'm sure back then it was an even different kind of situation where they're like, yeah, here, have a glass of wine, glass of champagne. Who cares how old you are, you know, mm-hmm. as long as you're over 15 or whatever. Well, I'm sure, sure they were like cares. honored guests. You know, people were excited and then give them whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're probably precocious and stuff, you know, gor- cute little girls. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. But I think it it starts to be problematic for them, and we'll see why. Now, as they grow older, Maggie and Kate, and Leah even, all started to branch off and do their own thing. I mean, what would Leah be doing? She's literally just the sister (laughs) Uh, She tried her hand at mediumship. Um, She wasn't as popular. She wasn't as good at it. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. She does look like a bitch. Yeah, so she... She is. She's a total... Are you looking at pictures? Yes, I'm looking at a few pictures, and she she looks like Kathy Bates. A grumpy Kathy Bates. (laughs) Yeah, I love Kathy Bates, but yeah, she she's very good at playing a bitch. <laughs> yes, so Leah stayed in New York holding private seances for people, where apparently she didn't ask for money, but I think she got donations. Sure. And then Maggie and Kate separately were on the road also doing seances. They were doing private seances for a lot of money. They were doing seances in like um, hotel lobbies with like a lot of people there, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And... Kate, even though she wasn't the quote-unquote gifted one, she got really good at doing different kinds of mediumship things. So she could do spirit, like she could go into a trance, she could do spirit writing, she could do table turning, all kinds of different things. Sometimes you don't have to be talented, sometimes you just have to work really hard for it. Yeah, yeah, I think that maybe she had been told that Maggie was the better of the two and she's like, hold on. I can get better. <laughs> it doesn't come naturally it, to me. At least I can try harder, you know, put some work into it. Yes. I, I kind of think that's what happened because she, she definitely had more of a drive than Maggie. It was even said that Kate was able at one point to give two different messages to two different people at the same time. What? One of them she did spirit writing for mm-hmm. and the other she went into a trance and spoke message man i couldn't even do that on purpose no i no definitely cannot write one thing and say something else and have them both be coherent Mm -mm. not at all yeah i am not that good (laughs) so good job kate you earned that shit but anyway you earned your alcohol yeah yeah you earned your alcoholism your alcoholism (laughs) Uh, yeah they're they're both gonna be raging alcoholics so they they got married both of them kate married a spiritualist who helped her develop her medium talents. Maggie married a guy who hated spiritualism. I don't know. The only reason he had shown up to their um, show, to see the show, was to disprove it, to, you know, as a skeptic, to watch and see if they did anything that, you know, he could be like, aha, see, you're a fraud. But then he fell in love with Maggie. (laughs) But he hated what she did? Yes, he did. And he, once they got together, he made her stop. Girl, you don't need that in your life. Mm -mm, That is toxic. Mm -hmm. That is toxic. Need somebody trying to change everything you are. Yeah. Girl, go make your money. It's like, what do you like about her? Right? Exactly. You are a strong, independent woman. You don't need no man. Mm -hmm. But she she did. She married him, and he made her stop doing that. In fact, he made her... I don't know if this part was he made her, but he strongly encouraged her to get baptized as a Catholic. I mean... Okay. I mean, if if it is ultimately her choice, and she's like, you know, I'm done with the spiritualism stuff. I'd rather be Catholic again, or whatever she was before. 
there you go yeah i mean she did do it i don't know if she did it just because he said to do it or if she's like you're right i don't want to do this anymore but she quit being a spiritualist she went back to school he paid for her to go to school and they got married but 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 what happened what happened (laughs) well the but part is that uh, he was a lot older than her, and he died very soon after they got married. Honestly, it sounds like it worked out pretty nicely. Ex- well, it would have, except his family didn't recognize the marriage between her and him, so she didn't get a sense. Why didn't they recognize the marriage? And would it even matter? Would I mean, did he not have a will or whatever? I suppose he didn't have a will because they were able to not recognize the marriage. But also, I saw that... The two of them got married, but it was in a private ceremony and they didn't make it legitimate. It was just like a couple friends watched them exchange rings. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a real wedding, like a real legal marriage. Yes. That's what I've I've seen and heard about it. And that's why the family was able to say, no money for you. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make it, gotta make it legal, yo. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, that's just on them. (laughs) Yeah. You got to sign that paper, girl, if you want the money. But yeah, so he died and she had to go back to spiritualism because that's all she knew how to do to make money for herself. Kate, very similarly, her husband died as well. And within a couple years of Maggie's husband's death. So the two of them are widowed at this point. That's the plan with me and my sister. We're going to be widowed at a, not a young age, but we're going to be widowed and we're going to live together as two crazy old ladies. That's the plan. I'll come. I'll come join. Come join us. I mean, I'm not married, but I could get widowed. <laughs> Jeez, Paige. <laughs> Only if it's going to be fun. <laughs> no, I'm just It'll be a great time, promise. Midnight margaritas for everybody. Oh, hell yeah, I'm down. I'm there. <laughs> well, actually, that's what they said, too, because after this, Maggie and Kate really hit the bottle pretty heavy. Oh, a lot of margaritas. <laughs> yeah, too many, too many margaritas. <laughs> so in 1888, Kate was arrested for being drunk in public. Oh, no. Man, they are like legit celebrities, aren't they? They're getting fed alcohol yeah. at a young age. They're doing stage acting or whatever. And they're all over. Getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're such child actors. Right? <laughs> yeah, they got arre- she got arrested. Like, their names are all over the papers. I'm sure as soon as she got arrested, there was headlines like, fuck sister, drunk in public or whatever. That harlot. Harlot, yeah. Yeah, so after she got arrested, because of that incident, the state of New York took away her kids. Oh, I didn't know she had kids. They had kids? She at least had kids. I can't find if Maggie had kids or not. Mm, Okay, so she got drunk once out in public that we know of. Yeah, but we don't know how bad it had gotten at that point, and maybe um, they realized that she was broke because both Kate and Maggie were super broke Mm -hmm. at this point. And Maggie tried to help Kate. She tried to get the kids into her custody didn't work because she was also broke and alcoholic so instead maggie was able to get kate's kids to go live with an uncle so at least it wasn't within the family and the kids were getting taken yeah care okay of. that's good leah on the other hand may or may not have been directly involved in getting kate's kids taken away from her <gasps> that bitch the bitch right at this point they'd already cr- like split paths mm-hmm. you know for a while now so why is leah getting involved you know (laughs) mind your business yeah something like that because she was quite a bit older than them okay and they're adults at this time let's play devil's advocate for two seconds what if for you know the kids are in a situation that is not good 
and it's recognized and they're like okay well they they don't need to be with an alcoholic mother right now let's let's get them somewhere where they can have a stable environment so that's that's my devil's advocate thought maybe it was for the best at the time absolutely that's a totally fair point and i agree with you it could have been to that point where they needed to get away from their mom maybe she was you know not feeding them and like going and getting drunk and passing out and who knows who knows what was going on it could have been for the best for the kids to be taken away right if you want to go out and get drunk in public and get arrested and whatnot don't have kids and don't and don't do that and that's why i don't have kids no I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you're not going out and getting drunk in public that often anymore not anymore just kidding. <laughs> but um you're right you're totally right and i i think the reason why maggie and kate were so upset at leah for trying to get the kids taken away was because she did not, she had kids. At this point, she's well established. She's got a rich husband. She's got kids. She could have taken the kids. Right. Basically. She could have been like, hey, you need some help. Let me take your kids, help help them out while you get your stuff sorted out. Then you can have them back. But no, she kind of went the sneaky route mm. through the CPS, if that's what it was called back then, I don't know. But she went through the state of New York to get the kids taken mm -hmm. away and not even tried to help find a place for the kids to go. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, either way, it's pretty, I, I, maybe a pretty shitty thing to do for Leah. I don't know. Maggie and Kate never forgave her after that. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, I think they were mad at her anyway for being such a shitty manager. Mm -hmm. And then this was just icing on the cake. Now, Maggie and Kate trying to rebuild their fortunes, still separately. I mean, they're sisters, but they're not working together anymore. Mm -hmm. They couldn't, really. The world was overrun with mediums by this point who were, you know, one-upping each other and, you know, doing, like, ectoplasm in their seances and <laughs> stuff that the Fox sisters didn't know how to do. Yeah, gross. Yeah, I know. It's really nasty. I don't want to think about ectoplasm. But um, the Fox sisters were old news mm -hmm. so they didn't they're they're broke they're miserable they're grief stricken and they're struggling to survive and so in a last ditch effort to make some money maggie decided to end the charade what the charade the charade the charade it's not real <laughs> that's right it's a charade they're a bunch of phonies they're phonies you fucking phonies. <laughs> all right, all right. Just spill it all out, Paige. What what really was going on? I, yeah, I will tell you what Maggie told people at this performance. So she held this performance in New York publicly. A lot of people in the audience. She also did a, a newspaper interview with this information so that it, she could make sure it gets spread out. And this was on October 21st, 1888 when Maggie did this performance. Kate was in the audience, so we can assume that, at least at the time, Kate and Maggie were in agreement about this. Oh, okay. To prove that she and her sister had been lying this whole time, Maggie took her shoe off, put her right foot up on a stool for everybody to see, and like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill Volume 2, she moved her big toe. Oh. Did it pop? Did... It did. It popped. It popped and snapped. Oh, God. <laughs> oh lord yep yep so the spirits all those popping and snapping sounds that the spirits had made particularly early on when the fox sisters were just gaining fame it was all down to creaky toes and ankles and knees oh my god oh my gosh i could make so much money right now every bit of me pops and cracks <laughs> i know i know i was like god damn it that's me right now like if i just move my head a little bit my neck snaps yeah <laughs> crack 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 
my knees, my ankles. My ankles can do it over and over again for a good 10 clacks, but then it wears out. But yeah. Oh, that's weird. Oh, okay. It is. It is. It is. My jaw can do it. If I just move my jaw around, it snaps and cracks and, you know, whatever. I guess we're talking to spirits this whole time and we didn't know I had no clue. (laughs) No clue. Would explain a lot, though. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like an old spirit with my (laughs) creaks and cracks. But yeah, so that's exactly what they did. They, as kids, little kids, remember uh-huh. they were 11 and 14, they figured out that they could make their toes pop. So they they wanted to play. And you remember, they it was March 31st, and they had the people come over at about midnight. Mm-hmm. So it was all just one big fucking April Fool's joke. Oh, no. They were just trying to mess with their neighbors and their mom. And it really got blown out of proportion, <laughs> didn't it? It got so blown out of proportion, Lisa. (laughs) These poor girls. And they were scared to tell the truth afterwards because so many people immediately bought into Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, people, I guess people really needed spiritualism at this time for its own reasons, but damn. Yeah, I think so. They were willing to believe these mediums who, you know, it's like table turning on a balsa wood table that you could lift with your pinky. It's like, of course it's fake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So it it turns out the Fox sisters were faking that whole time. And this really, it kind of spelled the end of the Fox sisters when Maggie revealed their big secret. Okay, so it was the end for them. Was it the end for spiritualism or mediumship too of the time? Because they kind of, well, at least that explains what they were doing. I wonder what everyone else was doing other things too. Not everyone just had a poppy toe. Right, yeah. Yeah, people had other methods for faking mm-hmm. it. And maybe there were some real mediums out there. I don't know. But um, yeah, spiritualism had a heyday and it kind of sank into nothingness i mean it's still around a little bit but yeah i don't know if it was necessarily by this time but maybe this was kind of a catalyst of like oh the people who started the movement also kind of ended it <laughs> you know i brought you into this world and i will take you out yes exactly exactly with my toes <laughs> Poppin toes wow yep yep well you know um the funny thing is that actually a lot of hardcore spiritualists stuck by them at the time mm-hmm even though they were the ones saying this is fake. (laughs) It's like, no, I don't believe you. You're a real medium. (laughs) So say I. (laughs) More often than not, people were like, oh, yeah, we knew they were fake the whole time. We just didn't know how they were doing Mm -hmm. it. About a year later, I think, after she kind of came to the realization that she fucked herself over, Maggie recanted her confession. Oh, you can't do that, honey. You can't do that. It's too late. It is too late. There's no way. No going back. (laughs) No going back. Nope. But she tried. She said she said that the spirit guide that she'd been using, maybe Mr. Splitfoot, told her to give a false confession. Oh, no. You can't do that. Why would a spirit... Yeah, why would the spirit guide tell her to do that? I don't know. <laughs> like You've what? exposed yourself. There's no unexposing yourself. Yeah. There, mm, mm-mm. Put a skirt on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, exactly. Like... It, you can't come back from this. So she did it. She she was able to hold some seances, like I said, for the people who stuck by mm-hmm. her. Never was able to reclaim that old fame of the Fox sisters. Well, they're probably kind of old at this point. They really need to just pack it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Retire. Yeah. Meet a new guy. I don't know. But um, Kate was the same way. 
Kate also said, no, Maggie was lying. We're still mediums. <laughs> and, you know. Nope, the jig is up. But like I said, the jig is up. Exactly. They are out of the loop now. They cannot make money to save their lives. Mm. Honestly, because they are about to die. So <laughs> after a lifetime of being taken advantage of by their sister and manager, and then being widowed, then losing custody of their kids, then being constantly broke, and revealing their own secret, you'd hope that they'd get some sort of relaxing retirement years, right? I would, I mean, I would hope, I don't think that's where this is going. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not where this is going. They both died penniless, alone, you know, living off of the fame of their youth, barely living off the fame of their youth. Same. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> but Kate died first. Mm -hmm. The younger one. Kate died while drinking in 1892. Oh. She was 56 years old. Maggie died six months later after Kate in 1893. Mm -hmm. And she was 59 years old. And both of them were, like I said, broke as shit. Barely able to feed themselves. Mm -hmm. They were a step up from being homeless. Maggie was living with a rich family that still thought she was a medium at the time she died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what about good old Leah, though? Did she get what was coming to her? Not at all. No, she had a great life. Huh. Bitch. <laughs> so, she, the money she got from exploiting her sisters, she used that money to elevate her status. Obviously, you know, she, she'd been taking these girls around to all these rich families. So she got, she got in good with these rich families. Mm -hmm. And she used that social status to find herself a rich man to marry and settle down with. Mm -hmm. After she got married, she didn't need her sisters anymore and cast them aside as drunk embarrassments, even though it was her fault that they were drunken embarrassments. Yeah, so they had no life skills because she made sure Maggie didn't go to school, Aww. you know. <laughs> All they could do was crack their toes for the amusement of others, and that was her doing. She cemented that in them. I wonder how she figured it out. I wonder if they told her or if she figured it out or if she already knew that one of them had a poppy toe. Supposedly, she knew from the beginning. As soon as they moved in with her, they told her mm -hmm. that... It was all a fake. And she was like, oh, a fake, you say? That means you can recreate it and make money. <laughs> She's like rubbing her hands together greedily. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maggie went into detail about it. She said Leah knew everything from the beginning. She didn't care. She pushed them very hard to go out there and fool all these people into thinking they could talk to their dead loved ones mm -hmm. and pay them good money for it. Yeah, that's, that's just crappy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. They didn't start off by snapping their toes. They started off, not that, that night where they did the April Fool's joke, they were snapping their toes. Mm -hmm. But right before that, they had been dropping apples onto the floor to scare their mom beneath them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, she, she would be like, okay, go to bed. And they'd go up into their bedroom and she'd be downstairs and she'd hear all these crazy thumping sounds. And she's like, oh, my God. And they would tell her, it's spirits. <laughs> so they were pranksters. That's cute. I mean, that's cute. And it's funny what they did to start with. But then it seems like it got out of control. And just, you know, something something so simple as an April Fool's joke kind of messed up their lives. Yeah, one April Fool's joke and their whole life. And they, they ended up broken alone and dying pretty young. 
If they had just come so. clean, they wouldn't have gotten kicked out of church, sent to live with their sister, exploited, and then, you know, done in like that. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, totally. Totally. I guess we can't completely, we probably can't completely blame Leah. I'm sure that once these girls started to get some, a little bit of money in their pocket, wearing nicer dresses, you know, getting their pictures taken, I'm sure they gravitated to that. And they were so young and impressionable. They were like, yeah, this is the life I want. <laughs> but they they wouldn't have done that without Leah. So right. I still say it's her fault. All right, let's blame Leah. <laughs> it's her fault, bitch. And she died in 1890 at 72 years old. So she outlived them. I mean, she died before them, but she lived longer. Right. She was 72 instead of 50. Yeah. And she was rich, rich as fuck. So. Assholes. She won in the end. Well, she, you know, if you believe in an afterlife. Monetarily. Yeah. Well, if we do believe in an afterlife, we know that the Fox sisters couldn't contact them. <laughs> <laughs> At least they couldn't know. Mm -mm. They can't contact themselves anyway, I guess. <laughs> if they were alive, they couldn't contact their dead selves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting a little weird here. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So we can we can end it here. That's our episode for today. All done. Wrapped up in a bow. <laughs> Snap the toe. Snap the toe. Wrapped in a bow. <laughs> we love you dolls. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us in our first year anniversary. One year anniversary. <laughs> Paige and Lisa and your death dolls. Ba -da -bow. Nice. <laughs> That'll be our jingle yeah. in our commercial. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Now, if you want to see what Near Death Dolls is up to, follow us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. Tweet us on the Twitter at Near Death Dolls. And we're also on Tumblr at neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. If you want to help a doll out, please subscribe and leave us a review. Hell yeah! And guess what? We are gearing up for another listener story or Dear Dollies episode. So if you have a spookity spookity story, email us at neardeathdolls at gmail.com with Dear Dollies in the subject line and be sure to tell us your preferred name. We look forward to reading your stories. And as always, we love you. Thank you so much for your support. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 